It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Jade and Simone, and this is the Twin Setters Podcast. The Twin Setters Podcast covers everything from girl talk to girl boss. We use our life experiences and passions to inspire purpose in others. Hey, y'all, what's up? Welcome back to the Twin Setters Podcast. We are already in episode eight. I can't believe we've actually committed to this thing. For this we have long. been here, okay? <laughs> we are here. We actually have a whole podcast, Jade. Not just a couple of episodes, full blown. And Jade, you have to tell our listeners what huge milestone we just hit. We just hit over 10,000 listens for the podcast. That is huge for us because... <laughs> It, it just yes. is. It's a milestone. You know, we are we are trying to celebrate the small and big wins. And that's a yep. big win. OK. In in some yep. people's world, that may not be. But in our world, it is. So we are so wow. appreciative of everyone who has been listening with us, chatting with us, yep. joining our squad. We appreciate y'all and are excited to continue this journey with you because we just get started. This week's episode is entitled, I didn't expect to be at this crossroads. So with COVID-19, with this election season, with just 2020 as a whole, I feel like there have been multiple moments where we've been at crossroads, but like this year especially has forced the ones especially who have been comfortable, right? Like everybody that's been comfortable for six months, six years, 60 years, has been forced to deal with and just adjust um, and change. And so that change had to come first with a scenario, a crossroads of some sort where you had to make a decision like, okay, am I going to go this way or that way? And this decision is going to greatly impact me in some way. Right. So like 2020 has done that for us. So we're, we're going to really kind of like bounce around in this episode um, to kind of touch on different aspects of it, because like this whole idea of like, how do we actually adjust and not only you know, survive in this time, but thrive during this time? And how do we choose the route that is actually going to be the ultimate route towards our purpose? Because we've always got a choice. And sometimes 
the choice of our purpose scares us a lot. And so we try to choose the more comfortable option. And yeah, that's, you know, that's the whole, that's a whole conversation in itself. Yeah. But to get this going, uh, first, we got to talk about what we're drinking today. I am yep. drinking uh, this natural sparkling hemp cloud water. Um, I actually got this from a brand in a PR gift, like in a package. And I loved it so much that I ordered a whole case of it on Amazon. Wait, what does it what does it taste like? Does it's, it taste like water or no, does it taste like something else? It's sparkling water, but it has blackberry, okay. lemon, and rosemary like in it. So it's really natural. Okay. It has 25 milligrams of hemp extract and it's sweetened with okay. raw honey. So it's very, very chill. Like it's mm. 40 calories, 10 grams of sugar, and literally very, very minimal ingredients. But yeah, I just, it just tastes okay. so good. It's like, it's like a kind of like a sparkling lemonade, but like a healthy version. But it's fantastic and okay. I'm obsessed with it. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking today. Okay, that's nice. I feel like a lot of the times these days, um, people are being gravitated towards like single digit sugar yes. grams and things. So the fact that that's 10 grams is like, immediately, I think that's kind of high. But I think if you're transitioning from like a regular lemonade, right. or regular juice to something else, maybe this is a good like transition product well, to help you wean yeah, off of the sugar. Um, well, and the process, sugar. processed <laughs> sugar is different than natural sugar. So the sugar in here yeah. is from the honey. So it's a natural sugar. So your body, uh, it's true, 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 still yeah. sugar, you know, it's still sugar, but it's not as bad as like processed white sugar yeah, yeah, in your food sure. or whatever. But who am I to talk? I literally sure. was eating McDonald's yesterday <laughs> and Golden Chick the day before that. So like, listen, I'm over here <laughs> drinking hemp water like I'm healthy. And listen, I'm Look, eating. With, every, uh, every meal is a decision, okay? <laughs> you can decide whatever makes you happy in the moment. Listen, I'll be coming out of crossroads for what okay? I'm eating every day. Do I want the healthy? Option. Oh my god, literally oh the better version of myself or do I want that cookie? <sighs> and you can't Ooh, just have one cookie. You got to have at least if it's a big cookie, then okay, one. But if it's like Oreos, oh my god. You got to have at least two and that's 20 carbs Ooh. or 22 carbs. I can't even remember, but I think it's around there. <laughs> Simone, go ahead and tell us what you're drinking. So today I have my soft blanc. Um, even though I've been very much so on red since the fall, winter started. Um, I don't know. I kind of felt like I needed. It's a little earlier in the day. So, not too early, all, but earlier than <laughs> nighttime. Not too early. So I just thought, okay, let me do a little light soft blanc to mm. get things going, get the juices flowing. Yeah. Yeah, so now that we have our drinks out of the way, per usual, we're talking about our favorite beauty products that we have on since we are filming today. Uh, so, Jade, what are your what are your faves that you have on right now? So, I'm definitely, like, not doing anything today. Like, I have not done anything to my hair. I have not okay. done anything but literally brush my teeth and put moisturizer on today. And the beauty fave that I am like really, really into right now is the Elemis Pro Collagen Marine Cream. And mm. I wish I had it in my hand to show on camera because that would always make things easier. But 
It is really, really nice. Um, SPF 30, a heavier cream for daytime, especially as it's like winter, colder months. Uh, I always start using some sort of like heavier cream d this season, like in the colder months because cold air is usually also dry air and you get flaky and all, you just don't want none of that. So yeah. um, I've been really, really liking that moisturizer for sure. Okay. And actually, you mentioned SPF. And so right now I'm working with the Supergoop brand as a part of a project at, at Wharton. And I just didn't realize how important SPF was until I started working with them. Um, is that a new wave that you're noticing in brands that you're working with? Like is SPF, like Fenty Skin just came out with some products that have SPF in it. Like Black Girl Sunscreen is a thing. So like yeah. this is a random tangent. But has <laughs> SPF been like a thing? Well, I think it's more so coming into the forefront as something that black women and black people in general need because mm -hmm. it's always like that idea that like black don't crack you don't need sunscreen if you're black like the melanin like protects us all that right. kind of stuff but it's it's not that simple um and i don't even know all the details because i am not a scientist or a dermatologist <laughs> or whatever but all i do know is for facts black people need um sunscreen yes. and like the bare minimum for like good good protection is 30 um, SPF 30. That's like the, the point you want to be at. And technically you're supposed to add on SPF like multiple times a day, like technically mm. after 80 minutes, it's supposed to not work, but I'm only adding it one, once a day. Like I'm not, I don't care that much, but but even once a day, I mean, I don't think I don't wear daily SPF, but, you know, working with Supergoop, that's like their whole thing is you should be wearing some level of SPF every day, like incorporate it into your primer, incorporate it into whatever yeah. foundation you have, because it yeah. is like a real protection against like skin cancers and other things 100%. that can happen to your skin. Um, yeah, and we should yeah. be worried about that stuff. Yep. Yep. And it's just something that like is just not talked about in our communities because it's just like this like idea that you know we don't need it and so mm -hmm. the same way that like a lot of black women don't have like skincare routines like it's mm -hmm. just not a part of like our routine um and a lot of that has to do with like the lifestyles that we live the the sort of backgrounds and 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 communities that we come from where you know skincare routines is a luxury and even mm. if you can still afford um a skincare products it's still very like abnormal for a lot of people to even have that process of taking that much time for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like thing. the yeah. wellness aspect of it is, is what drew me in and what I'm such like a big supporter of is like the idea of the wellness behind doing a skincare routine. But anyway, Simone, tell us what your beauty fave is today. Yeah. So, um, y'all, we got in addition, actually this week's been kind of a couple of different milestones because Okay, so we why you gotta tell them. You gotta tell them the story. Like you gotta tell a, them what yes, happened. What we did. Another milestone hit in the last, I guess technically a couple of weeks. Um but yeah, y'all, we got our first official 
brand deal for the Twin Setters podcast. Yay! So excited. Um, we just did a partnership with Flower Beauty, which is Drew Barrymore's makeup mm-hmm. line that will be available in Ulta, CVS, uh, Walmart, all, all over. Um, and so we just did a few different looks for them. So we're excited for those to come out, for y'all to see everything. But basically, to bring it back to my beauty favorite of the week is basically the stuff that we wore from Flower Beauty. So we have, I have a few things on today um and as you can see my skin actually looks like pretty skin like um which is basically because of this foundation this primer so we have the supernova celestial priming whip that is freaking awesome it feels like um it's very like shimmer but like glowy skin shimmer that you mix with your um foundation i mix it with my foundation today usually you put it under your foundation love it Oh, yeah, because I wanted like, even a lighter, lighter, oh. lighter feel. So I did like a pump on the different okay. like three parts of my face, cheeks and forehead. And then I did a just a drop of foundation. And then I worked in it with my fingers, even though I usually don't like doing it. Worked it at the same time. But kind of the same yeah. time to give me like just like sheer um, all over thing just to kind of even things out. And then I also used um, yeah. their concealer, which is by far my favorite product from Flower Beauty that we got. Um, it is mm-hmm. got to be the best concealer that I've had from a drugstore in a really, 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 really long time. I've not been using drugstore yeah. concealers yeah. for a while. Um, this one is 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 rocking. It's good. It, it's pigment. It's yeah. creamy. Um, yeah, but y'all will have to stay tuned for the official launch of that campaign. Um, you'll hear more of like our initial thoughts on the products and all that. But um, yeah, you know, yeah. I I genuinely enjoyed the products, and so I'm wearing them today. Yes, I love it. I love it. If I did have on makeup right <laughs> now, I definitely would have used. It's that so nice because that that serum foundation. It impressed me so much, especially because mm-hmm. of the price point. It is only, I think, what, $10 yeah, like or 10 something? or 15 $10, $10 mm-hmm. or $15, but I think it's 10 yeah. Anyway, either way, it definitely yeah. stands up to my more expensive like foundations. Yeah. Absolutely 100%. So that that blew me away yeah. for sure out of yeah. everything that I I also used. love a good like easy brand that you can find at like a local drugstore or if you're out running around like I know there's so many times when I go on like anywhere like travel wise um and I forget like my foundation mm-hmm. or quite frankly I get a tan during yes. my vacation then my things that I brought with me don't match anymore um knowing like a go-to brand that you're like okay I know it'll be good quality for like a decent amount of money um I think Flower Beauty is great for that so um highly recommend already y'all um but y'all like I said we'll see more of the yeah. photos and video coming soon yeah so now let's hop into the actual content. Of yes. This yep. All right, y'all. So now we're getting into this episode. And like Jade said earlier, we are talking about 
what it means to hit a crossroads. And a lot of us are hitting them for different reasons during this season. And we thought it'd be a great time to just talk about some of the stories where we hit crossroads in our lives. And hopefully that can help you think mm-hmm. through what's right for you. Um, you know, a lot of us are making a lot of different decisions for ourselves, depending where we are in the world today. And so, you know, one of the things um, that I decided to do when I hit my quote unquote crossroads a couple years ago was applying to business school, applying to Wharton. And that was something Mm -hmm. that, you know, a year before actually applying, I wouldn't have believed that I was actually going to do. And so I think this conversation Mm -hmm. will be more about how I arrived to that decision, like what it took um, and what I think you all can do if you want to actually take that step for yourself. I remember, you know, just a year, you know, nine months before I made this big decision, I wouldn't have thought to do it. And so our hope is that this conversation will inspire you to make some similar decisions um, and at least get them in your you know, mindset sooner to give yourself some time to make the decision um, without feeling rushed or without missing some pivotal deadline that like could basically make it a possibility or not. Um, And so for me, the crossroads Mm -hmm. came in summer of 2018 um, when I, I had kind of, I kind of thought about doing business school a little bit, maybe the couple of months before I really seriously took it, it into consideration. Um, but it was really because of the point I'd, I'd gotten to within my career and where I was going from a personal standpoint. So career side was I had gotten this role at Capital One that was extremely, um, extremely eye opening in terms of what is actually possible in a corporate setting. Um, for me, I wasn't, you know, coming from an Ivy League undergrad. So I, I didn't get like the Google job after school or the consulting job after mm-hmm. school. Uh, I was a regular schmegular, you know, working my way up the ladder <laughs> person. Um, but the last role I got was mm-hmm. uh, on a team that was based out of the headquarters. And so obviously, you know, there were a lot of different types of people who were on my team, who I interacted with. And, uh, you know, many of them that I really liked, really admired, went to business school. And so it started to, you know, push me to think, you know, what would it mean for me to do something like that? Um, And, you know, so leave that sort of curiosity there. Then simultaneously, you know, personally, I had recently broken up with Kaya's dad and uh, looking around at my financial situation, at my long term planning and realizing I had gotten a little complacent. I had gotten a little dependent on the fact that, you know, dual income would always kind of have my back. So the drive I had, I think, to excel at work um, was was diminishing a little bit. I mean, I was still doing good work and it was fine. But I wasn't at this in this space of like, I need to make sure that I'm on my shit, excuse my French, to always be Mm -hmm. progressing because I am the only option when it Mm -hmm. comes to paying my bills, to giving Kaya the life that I want to give her. And so those two things were happening at the same time. Um, Work was going great, but it was kind of at that place where I could either go down one path or another. And, and personally, I had to have some hard decisions about the kind of money I needed to be making to live the life I wanted to live. Um, and so that 
had me starting to look around at what other options there were. And luckily at the time I had a friend, um, shout out to Jen, who is on this pathway to business school. Um, she's a few years younger than me, but she doesn't act it. She's super mature. Um, but she had been telling me about this program um, and it's called MLT. I think I've, not- I've mentioned it maybe in, in a random podcast here or there, um, but essentially it's a minority uh, placement program that really helps you uh, strengthen your application. It gives you great coaches to help you think through um, how to apply to business school, what schools are even in your sort of um, real reach and really aid you in the whole process mm-hmm. um, because, you know, black and brown folks, women, uh, we tend to not be super represented in top business schools. And so a big charter for MLT is to really change that and to bridge that gap between getting people like us um, into these top programs. And so I was automatically drawn to that. I had used a similar program um, called Inroads when I was an undergrad that helped me get to Capital One. So I had some trust that this idea of joining a program to help place you would 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 actually actually work. work. Um, So I had trust in that. So all of those things kind of were happening summer 2018 um and that's when i decided to take the leap and start planning for the next six months of hard work lots of studying lots of saturdays and sundays at home trying to you know learn this single mom life and get ready to apply to business Mm -hmm. school so with all that being said you are in this place where you're like, okay, something's got to happen because in order for me to have the mm-hmm. life that I want, I have to do something yep. different. Like the path that you were on wasn't going to get you where you wanted to yep. be. Um, and you talk about, you know, the situation with Kaya's dad and your situation in your corporate life. You know, can you speak a little bit more to what was going on with you personally during that time frame? Like, what were you as a person, like, feeling on a regular basis? Like, what were some of your frustrations? What were some of the, you know, can you think of a time where you specifically felt like, you know, okay, this is like, I really need to make a change, not just because of money, not just because of, you know, uh, Kaya, but what was it in you that started to shift? Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, it had gotten to the point in that last role at Capital One where I was, um, I think, at the beginning of my peak. I wouldn't say I was at the peak of my role just yet, but I was at the beginning of the peak. It was basically a mid-year evaluation where it really sort of forced me into this position of deciding, like, well, what's next? Because essentially you need to sort of say, what's next in order to build goals and and all those things. And so it was in general, a super reflective time about what types of jobs I wanted, what types of career paths I wanted Mm. to take. So on that front, and then also I think to, you know, the Kaya side of things, um, I was struggling financially. I was trying to get myself together to still be who I knew I was in a shitty apartment I hated um, credit card debt out the wazoo as I was transitioning to being, you know, on my own with my daughter. And so it took me, I think it took me off of my, uh, high horse a little bit. Uh, this was the first time where I was not technically progressing in life financially. I had to take a step back and that shit was uncomfortable. Okay. When I tell you, 
<sighs> uncomfortable. And it was very humbling. It reminded me that like, look, like at the end of the day, like it's on you to decide how you want to live in this world. It's on you to decide like what you're going to do, how you're going to pick up the pieces. Um, and, you know, at the same time, I was watching a lot of Transformation Church. And so I think like, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, like these seasons, they are not fun. But I think when you can connect to a higher power, like we all need to find those moments. And I think in one of our last episodes, I talked about, um, you know, trusting your gut or believing in faith. You need some lived experiences in order to really, truly trust that and do that. Like get that to like yeah. really get it. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you know what's so funny is that like. Mark's mom says this phrase, like she says, you ain't lived long enough all the time. And she doesn't mean it in a sense of you're not old enough. She always says it in the sense of you haven't gone through enough to understand why I'm responding the way that I am or why, you know, I'm doing this thing over here. You ain't lived long enough. And that just reminded me of that so much. Because it's like you you understand life differently when you've gone through some things yeah. and not just one or two things, but like you've been on a yep. journey and you start to recognize like patterns yep. Yep. and stuff. And you start to realize like, well, damn, every time I actually like take a leap of faith, even in a small way, it turns yeah. out to be in yeah. my favor. Yeah. Well, it's it's you know. real. And I think, you know, if you don't, I don't want it, this to come off as like, you know, if you've had a good life and like, you know, you haven't had some like monumental struggle, we're not like wishing struggle upon you, but you cannot grow, you cannot learn, you cannot, you know, ev- elevate as a person without some level of tension mm-hmm. in your life, without some level of struggle. Yeah. And so as much as we want you all to like live prosperously and not have to worry about stuff, um, you are going to make mistakes. You are going to get dealt a shitty hand. You are going to be in a situation that you didn't deserve, or someone's going to say something to you that you don't agree with. Somebody's going to give you some feedback at work that mm-hmm. you don't believe, but now has set the tone for your ability to yeah. be promoted. Like the list goes on of these sort of injustices that we can handle, but you, the they're just there look that we go through but they are necessary to build you up In corporate America look, they are necessary to build you up into whatever being you're supposed to be and so that essentially that mm-hmm. chapter was it for me um that chapter uh, like that summer that decision of pursuing business school i think literally, literally changed everything because at that time too i think it, thinking about, you know, what, what my mindset was in, what, like I needed something to do with myself. I needed something to occupy mm-hmm. my time because I had no money. So I couldn't go out all the time. I had this, you know, I think she was nine months, 10 months at the time. Um, daughter who, you know, she, she was, was super young. young. I just think about that. Ba- like, a baby. When Sarai was nine, 10 months, you're 10 months old. I couldn't have, I mean, obviously I could have, if I, if I had to, but the idea that like I would have been by myself and not had Mark, like, because yeah. we were still in Oregon at that time. So we didn't have any other family, but it was just us two. If I was really out like by myself, I don't, I like, I just don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just well, and know. I guess technically yeah. at the time she was like nine to 10 months, August, she'd been a year. So she was in that very, like maybe a year range, but yeah, so it was, it was a lot and, you know, I'm not going to knock, you know, 
Kaya's dad because he was there 50% of the time. Obviously, he just when she was at my house, I was the only person on deck. And when she's at his house, he's the only person on deck. Well, so like you're, it's, you're, yeah, you're both single 100%. Parents. Like, it's not like y'all yeah. are like parenting together. Like you're single. Yeah. So the same, you know, toughness that you experience, like he yeah. experienced too in mm-hmm. his own way. Like, and it's, and at the same, and I feel like this is a whole nother conversation for another day, but I just want to say this quickly. Like there's so much narrative that when you're a single mom and you're co-parenting that the father is automatically like yeah. raggedy. Yeah. And I've and refused. that's just like not Yeah. Fair. I refuse to let that. So y'all will always catch me if I mention anything about um, Kaya or whatever. Y'all always catch me correctly saying the level of effort and support I get from her dad. So, yeah, I mean, I think to sum that up, it it was really about allowing myself to take back control of the situation. Um, And that's something that, you know, that's going to happen, right? We're going to have spots in our life where, like we talked about earlier, sometimes things happen to us that we can't control. Sometimes we create that environment. Um, We make decisions and then lead to different decisions. But they present these crossroads and we have to decide what we're going to do in order to feel like we're back in control of what's going to happen in our lives. And so for me, it was about finding something that I could fully put myself into that I could have faith in, that I could see sort of the light at the end of the tunnel and work towards it um, and keep myself busy. And so I think for other people, uh, the the steps you can take in that situation are really just to find something that interests you find something that you know sparks a little flame in you you don't really know the details of it yet but just be interested in something or go towards that thing that you are interested in and then figure out you know how to make it happen um think about tangible steps you can take to make that interest a reality in your life and then be open to whatever happens with it. You know, you can't achieve the next path or the next step in your life without giving it a try. And so at these crossroads, we shouldn't just be thinking about it as like this big decision that in and of itself can be super overwhelming. And there's so many things to consider. And, you know, in my case, it was financial. It was time away from my child. It was leaving a job that I loved. It was all of these different aspects that could have, quite frankly, kept me stuck at the crossroads. But success is simply just going down one of the paths and taking a shot on yourself. And I encourage you all to try to do that. Make a tangible plan for yourself, trying to achieve something that you're interested in and go for it. Um, We're in an interesting time, obviously, in the world where maybe all options aren't on the table for you as they might have been in the past. But we're also in a new environment where things that maybe weren't an option before you before could absolutely be an option for you now. So just take a hard look at what you're what you're thinking about, what's in your sort of environment and go towards the thing that you'll be the most happiest in. I 1000% agree. I think that exactly how you broke it down is how I even took, um, you know, my own crossroads was, you know, feeling like at a point in my life where I had a vision for what I wanted or at least what I thought I wanted and got to a place where I had to choose um, between that thing or what I felt like was the right path for me. And it wasn't hard. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but I think finding, you know, something that you're interested in, something that sparks passion in you or that you simply just love to do dive into that because 
finding the things that actually bring us joy is part of our healing process from, you know, grieving the vision that we had for our lives before or the 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 job or the the situation or the lifestyle that we had before. Um it's okay that, you know, you enjoy what you have now, but you know something else is better. And for you to get to the something else that's better, you've got to make a sacrifice or it's going to cause you to be challenged in a different way. But at the end of the day, it's all for your betterment. So it's like, why not? Like you got one life, you got one life and you might as well, you know, put everything out there and do the best that you can for you, your family, um, and those around you. So we hope that you can get something from this episode. Uh, we really hope that you feel empowered and inspired and maybe even a little bit more open to, you know, trying that thing that scares you so much, but is just calling your name. Uh, we all have that thing. Uh, some of us know exactly what it is off the top of our head and others, you know, some of us got to dig a little bit because we've been so conditioned to just living our daily lives that we forget the magic that is within us. And so um, we hope that this episode sparks something for you in that in that arena. So we are going to close out this episode um, with just sending you positive energy, good vibes. Uh, we hope that you are sticking it through. We almost at the end of 2020, y'all. We're almost at the finish line at this point is 2021 will absolutely be different yeah absolutely okay be different we have okay. to claim it okay, okay fair, you're fair, claiming fair. that 2021 will be different because this year was a lot but again we don't grow we don't get stronger without a little bit of tension and by god 2020 has been tension across the board so yes 2021 we are ready for you Come on, we need you because this year is a lot. <laughs> we need we need to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I feel like everybody's at that. Truly. Point. Um, and shoot, you know what? By the time y'all hear this episode, we'll probably know who our next president is too. So that's gonna be a whole thing. And our um, first woman of color VP. But you know, hey. we'll see what happens. <laughs> we gonna see. We gonna see. Um, we are. So we are it, holding out it, for our uh, mamala. <laughs> oh my gosh! Of course, y'all know uh, Simone is the AKA, so she's partial. Masara, um, we in need more that. ways than one. We need that first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be a hater, even though you know I would. I would. I wish there was a Delta. She represents be, us all. Yeah, but you know she she in there and PHC in there, so we happy. We 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 out here. Okay. Truly. Um. All right, y'all. Yep. Until next time, we will chat with you later. Bye.